Hey folks, this is Sam Kennison, and you're listening to the one podcast that gets me up from the dead. It's Rock Strikes Ted! You understand that, you whore? Oh! <laughs> you can't make jokes about the dead, you fucking dicks. Welcome to Rock Strikes
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. Uh, this has been going on quite a bit lately. It's become a trend now. We've got yet another guest here in the Rock Strikes 10 studios, but a familiar face and uh, so familiar he even as a key. It's not scary at all to me. So, uh, yes, the C of CNJ Radio. Chris, welcome back to Rock Strikes 10. Thanks for having me, Joey. Always enjoy coming over here, especially at this time of year. We should, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've been uh, doing a handful of episodes for uh, our last Theater on the Left podcast, yep. finished up the John Carpenter official-unofficial apocalypse trilogy. Yes. Is that what we're calling it? That's yeah, what he's calling it. I listened to one of the commentaries, and he actually calls it that. So, yeah, he's aware, and he calls it that, too. So Yeah. Uh, by the way, we kicked off the show cold with a song. It's something we rarely do, but we do it every now and then. It seems to happen more on these holiday episodes, but... That was the great Paul Bear, one of the great modern metal acts of recent memory, uh, straight from Arkansas, if that isn't scary enough for our what we're doing tonight, our Halloween-themed right. episode. Saw those guys live uh, a couple of years ago now, and they recreate all that those epic 10-minute songs live. It's pretty impressive. Cool. If you get a chance to go see Paul Bear live, go see him. And uh, they only have a handful of records to get down with them like right away. That song was called Watcher in the Dark from their debut full-length, Foundations of Burden. So get down with the Paul Bear. All right. Chris, you are here for our Halloween-themed episode. Absolutely. And the struggle to not play duplicates is really weighing on me year after year. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's tough to, I think, because you asked me to come onto this show a few days ago when I was trying to think of songs that I think... That one you haven't done on the show or haven't done in a while, and two that would fit the theme that weren't super obvious, and it's it's difficult to do. Yeah, I give you the let's not make it too obvious. I was trying to really come up with a hundred percent bands that doesn't convey any kind of spookiness at all. Yeah, I mean I've done frightful monikers before, but I haven't done frightful songs by you know bands that Normal you wouldn't see. Bands yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. I do have one that kind of kicked off my idea of doing that, so we're going to include those songs anyway on this playlist just to give it that nice uh, variety that everybody seems to say that I do quite a bit here. And one of those songs is this one right here, Chris, and I I was going to publicly apologize to you on the air, speaking of the last theater podcast that we do, is that I didn't have this one good to go for the imaging of our amazing Friday the 13th series that we did last year. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly going to be plugging Last Theater on the left right. as well. I guess maybe we'll have to do it again. And well, next time a new Friday the 13th movie comes out, which it may happen in the possible near or maybe not so near future if you listen to horror news. That would be amazing. Yeah. And I still say that we're owed a sequel to the 2009 remake, reboot. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's happen. That, see, that's a shame. Yeah. Now they got to start all over again. Okay. But we're going to talk about all of our podcasts tonight. Yes. But we're going to get back into the music. You just heard 10 minutes of music. But I'm getting you warmed up here. We're going to go all the way over to something completely different. This was the impetus to the theme tonight, which I got mostly done. <laughs> and this is the one I wanted to use. I heard this song just come up on the shuffle a few weeks ago, and I was like, this is Jason Voorhees' theme song right here, <laughs> which I think the original intention was a guy that works the fields. 
almost like post-picking cotton right. days. Uh, right. We're going to play one of the first rock and roll bands in the history of rock and roll, a band called The Coasters. And this song right here that now is disturbing, The Hatchet Man. I've been swinging so long they call me Hatchet Man. I've been swinging so long they call me the Hatchet Man. You can find me in the forest with my hatchet in my hand. I done chop my way from man to the sea. I done chop my way from man to Tennessee. You gotta learn how to chop if you wanna get along with me. Now if you got 60 minutes, call up Loving Dan. But if you want something chopping, call the Hatchet Man. I've been swinging so long, they call me the Hatchet Man. You can find me in the forest with my hatchet in my hand. There you go, the coasters, sometime in the 50s. Hmm. I don't have it in front of me, but that was the Hatchet Man, and uh, I dig that. Don't you think that should be played on the radio, like somewhere, like in a gas station, right, for yeah. the next Friday the 13th yeah, movie? Yeah, sure. Because, yeah, because I don't think the lyrics there necessarily have to do anything with that, but yeah, you just see the title, Hatchet Man, it works. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, <laughs> And it's one of those. I feel like Rob Zombie would play that song in one of his movies for sure. Well, he's he's yeah. he's doing a new. Uh, yeah, we'll see if it pops. Firefly up. Family yeah. uh, movie. How so they do that. Well, I mean, obviously the uh, spoiler. Uh, obviously, the ending of Devil's Rejects will now be seen as a dream. Yeah, probably. Because maybe. I mean, it definitely. I'd say the way he shot originally, he definitely has that excuse to it use. It seems like it is. Yeah, even originally, it seemed awful strange. Yeah, so it could be, a, I guess, a dream within a dream, because there's sure. a lot of daydreaming going on during that part of it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, as long as he puts out a good movie again, that's kind of <laughs> right. where I'm it's getting. Been a while. Something I want to enjoy, <laughs> something I can enjoy and watch repeatedly, yeah. like I did with his first two movies. Right. As flawed as some of those movies are, they're still super fucking fun, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of super fun, I got another campy uh, 50s 
Halloween jam for you that you're not going to hear at every party. And damn sure ain't the Monster Mash. <laughs> uh, so here's something by a guy that built one of the first axles uh, for rock and roll is uh, the late, great Bo Diddley. And yeah. uh, I guess if he had his own movie like Abbott and Costello did, it would be all wacky and, and comedic-like, and it would be called this, Bo Meets the Monster. <laughs> I was sitting in my front room, I heard a loud crash. I run to the window to see what was that. Out in the top of my old apple tree. That was one of purple people either looking at me. I jumped in my plane and I took to the cloud I had to go see what the mess was all about This mess my mother did not understand All these funny looking people from another land something i'm gonna say 50, <laughs> let's go 55 that's a sure, good year. yeah why not the great bo diddley uh off of one of his first two albums i think it's i want to say it's the hey bo diddley album or it's the go bo diddley album but you should own both of them because they're like i said the blueprint for rock and roll yeah so bo meets the monster chris i like that a lot that's yeah. that's really fun and it, it does kind of it feels like the movies that were the horror movies that were out in at that time period and you mentioned the abbott and costello 
stuff. It does feel like it yeah. would fit in that kind of yeah. realm. Yeah, it's better than the Blob song. Well, the Blob song is kind of fun in its own way, I suppose. Yeah. I'm thinking of all those other 50s horror movies. Yeah. Uh, it's better than Purple People Eater, and it's better than, well, Monster... I, I know Monster Mash the Classic, but I kind of rip on it, because I'm like, yeah, that's the it. safe, generic songs that they play at all the stupid Halloween parties yeah. if they're not doing it right. right. You know, that and Thriller and... Uh, what else? Let's add something to it. Don't play these at your parties. Um, oh, Werewolves of London. Oh, okay. yeah. And I, then mm-hmm. yeah, Asterisk. Warren Zevon is in my top ten sure. songwriters of all time. And I've even, we've even got scarier songs that he's done. Right. That's better just because it has werewolves in the title. Right. It's like, go listen to Rolling the Headless Thompson Gunner or Excitable Boy, which is on the same album as that and mm. Werewolves of London. Yeah. So just buy the Excitable Boy album and you're going to just listen to a few songs. Yeah. They're, they're darker than Werewolves of London. Right. Like, Excitable Boy is about a mentally retarded guy who, like, rapes and kills some woman and not in that order and I think digs her up and does it again okay so well. yeah we probably could have played that but uh. that seems a bit more <laughs> than i think the light-hearted seeming theme of this show so far anyway well play it when you want people to leave your party right, i suppose apparently. or just play lou reed's metal machine music album or yeah. or the melvin's colossus of destiny i'll send you a list send me a pm <laughs> and i'll send you get out of my house albums to, yeah you, to... you're talking about people doing halloween parties <laughs> wrong by playing monster mash but you're <laughs> going to play the music <laughs> to like Andy drive Kaufman. people crazy and get them to leave yeah, which and, I guess that's I I prefer that anyway yeah, so. and Andy Kaufman their right. uh, <laughs> their Halloween party alright so uh, sticking with rock and roll but in a way more modern theme here and uh, the basic stance of uh, where rock and roll was kind of going uh, in the early 2000s I was really digging the, the garage rock revival basically like hey we've we've taken it too far just like the kind of that happened in the seventies, you know, with punk rock and, yeah. and a lot of garage band rockabilly revivalists. Yeah. Like, hey, we took it too far. Let's go back to how we used to do it. Yeah. Always. I mean, everything in popular culture kind of goes in cycles, and that's part of it. Is it's too much. There's an overabundance. It's too far. There's nowhere else to go, and it kind of cycles back. Yeah, I like how they tried to outdo the simple minimalist approach to it almost yeah. like like you know of course the white stripes is the one people look to i mean you know two-piece band but there's a handful of other two-piece bands the black keys and uh this band that i like a lot they didn't really get uh the, quite the attention and fame that those other two acts did but i like them they always had a real creepy sound to me it was kind of like um they almost had an Everly Brothers meets a Phil Spector girl group sound, like mm. in a blender mixed with like the cramps and really cool things like that. So this band called the Ravenettes, a uh, oh, yeah. guy and a girl, and they put out really neat music. And so I found something of theirs. They even have Christmas albums out, by the way. So if you want to want to get like kind of a suicide Christmas album, then uh, <laughs> check out the Ravenettes. Uh, no, it's good, good stuff, actually. Uh, play those in the stores. Um, <laughs> I've got a Halloween track here that fits in pretty well to represent the Ravenettes here. And uh, you gave me the thumbs up. I was kind of on the fence about it. But once yeah. I listened to it with you, we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to put yeah. that on. So this is from their first album. It's called Attack of the Ghost Riders. Yeah, 
and Chris that was Attack of the Ghost Riders by the Ravenettes off of their first full length called Whip It On so uh, go check that out I think that's like 2002 03 something yeah, like that yeah I was vaguely familiar with the Ravenettes I knew the name and I'm sure I've heard some stuff before but yeah when you play that I was like yeah it's pretty cool I dig that kind of that sound that sounds like something that could be in a Rob Zombie movie also yeah. one of one of those Firefly movies sure you know yeah. especially the first one you know yeah. alright so we've hit on Early 50s rock, we've hit on garage rock revivalist stuff, we played some epic metal at the top of the show. Let's get back to the epic metal, albeit from, uh, not from Arkansas this time, all the way over in uh, Sweden. Oh, okay. Uh, Is that the home of of metal over there, sort of? Close to it? uh, Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like Sweden and Scandinavia, like... It seems like that region of the world has a lot of those, like, really great, like, metal bands come from them. Yeah, and the neat thing about a lot of those bands, if you're not just a Cookie Monster band, if you go a little bit further out of that, yeah. then much like when the Swedes tackle any genre, they seem to know how to write catchy songs. Yeah, and I think that's really neat, no matter what you do. There's something in the water over there. <laughs> I, I did find out that even in just a, in addition to something like Eurovision, uh, they have a lot of financing for the arts and they encourage people to get into the arts. That's cool. It's almost like getting a scholarship, yeah. you know, or like one of those like fantasy schools you see on television, right. like Fame or Victorious or something. They That's actually like kind of a real thing in there. I think some places in Canada do that, but yeah. yeah. And there's not a lot of crime in those places. But anyway, um, uh, speaking of Eurovision, this band is a former Eurovision champion. Uh-huh. And they have their own horror movie. <laughs> of course, you know, that could only be one band in the history of existence. Yes. Lordy. Lordy. 
Uh, so, yeah, I haven't played Lordy in forever, and I, I dig their stuff. I mean, uh, I really had high hopes that America was ready for a band like Lordy, but I guess not, because it's like this Swedish pop metal, and they dress like orcs. <laughs> right. I think that that's a tough sell for general and wider audiences, because, I mean, how many of those kind of bands have been in America? I mean, you look at, like like Guar or anything, is are the closest things that I think most people would really relate them to. Yeah, and the, obviously that band was never going to get further than, like, you know, playing theaters, which yeah. is what they do now, and good for them. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that they can do yeah, that. Yeah, I like Guar. Yeah, and uh, and people will compare Guar to Lordy, but that's only because they haven't heard Lordy. Because yeah. they, they see Lordy and they're like, oh, that's another Guar. Yeah, that's the thing. But it's, it's night and day. Yeah. Like, Guar's more of a punk act. The look, I mean, obviously their look is a big part of what they are, but... Also, to general people, I think look is a big thing. They like know, they think they know how they're going to sound, and they just don't give it a chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, their their best overall album, I think, is the Rockalypse. Uh, but we're going to play something off of an album uh, after that from 2013. It's called To Beast or Not To Beast. <laughs> but this is actually my favorite song off of that album. Uh, also, the name of a classic novel. So this is Lordy with Something Wicked This Way Comes.
All right, there you go. Lordy, something wicked this way comes. It seems to go on forever, but I kind of actually like that. It, <laughs> it makes it, if you add like a minute and a half to a song, you can almost call it an epic, you know, just right. by definition. Just because of length. Yeah. So there you go. There's an epic track by Lordy there. <laughs> what do you What do you think of Dark Floors? Be honest. I know, I I like it just because of the idea of it. Yeah. It, get, it gets a pass for me, but. I, I mean, it's not a great movie. It's not, ex- but I don't think it was ever supposed to be a great movie. It's a fun movie, yeah. and yeah, I enjoy it. I'll watch it every once in a while. Yeah, my joke is that the filmmakers wrote Lordy into the movie, wanting to save tons of money on makeup and effects because right. they were just going to show up to the place looking stuff, like, yeah, yeah they they don't change their look at all, yeah. and they're it, it's okay. So it's like a woman that winds up in a parallel universe while she's in a hospital. And she yeah. winds up in a, it's kind of like the Silent Hill video game. A little bit. Like she's in a hospital, and all of a sudden it becomes this like death hospital because yeah. you're in a parallel universe. Yeah. And the monsters that are running the hospital are lordy, and so you just have to keep running from room to room and hope they don't find you because yeah. they they're killing all your friends or they're performing unnecessary surgery or something like that. <laughs> yes. But it, it's a weird ass movie that yeah. you should at least see if you haven't if you're into the horror genre and metal. And uh, the DVD's neat because it's got some Lordy videos on there. Yeah, so. it's cool. I mean, I think you kind of have to be a fan of the band to really yeah. get it and to really super enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but even just general yeah. horror fans, I think, would get a kick out of it. It's fun. Yeah, there's so few movies that like are vehicles for bands. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Rock and Roll High School, Phantom of the Park, Pick a Destiny. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, I can't really think of any more <laughs> off the top of my head. We need ten so I can do that show, Dan. Right. <laughs> Chris, I know one of your all-time favorite movies, horror or otherwise, is Return of the Living Dead. Yes. You said you recently watched it again, too, I right? I did. Yeah. I got it. I finally got it on Blu-ray after having a DVD for years, and nice. it was cheap enough that I needed to upgrade anyway, and I think there's actually a couple extra bonuses on there. Yeah, um, and yeah I watched it the other day, and unfortunately, as of this recording, uh, James Karen, the guy who played... Was it the factory boss or something? Yeah, the, wasn't he? the yeah. factory boss guy. He passed away the other day. He's so. a, yeah, and uh, he's so great in that movie. He he's a Mister Exposition for Return of the Living Dead. Like, oh, yeah. if you hadn't seen any of the Romero movies yeah. prior to Return of the Living Dead, he sums it all up in about two minutes. Well, to this he talks that he literally says in those <laughs> movies. This this and this happened. Yeah. yeah, but it's actually real. You mean the movie lied? <laughs> yeah. We we love this movie. There's a and of course a, a fun supporting cast: Miguel Nunez Jr. Yeah. Uh, and Linnea Quigley, Quigley, who spends pretty much the entire film nude, and uh, yeah. and uh, Don Calfa, Clue Gulliger, like yeah, it's a great yeah. cast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I brought up Linnea especially because I felt like they definitely just told her, or maybe she was possibly influenced by Wendy O. Williams because sure. that's exactly what she looks like in that film. Yeah. She's a punk rock lady who wears very little clothes, maybe some tape on the nipples and and the same kind of hair, you know. Yeah. I mean it's Wendy O. Williams. Any woman that dresses like that for forever from now on will be a Wendy O. Williams clone because yeah, right. she just she got it the first time and she's she's the one that she's the trailblazer. Yeah. And of course she had a band called the Plasmatics back in the day and as we were talking about the movie Return of the Living Dead and talking about that tie-in to why I think of Wendy O. Williams when I watch that movie, they have a song here that I'm going to play right now for you, Chris. It's called Living Dead. <laughs> Living Dead. 
Living Dead by a, a super innovative band ahead, way ahead of its time. People still are, are afraid to like do that again, I think. Right. The Plasmatics. Uh, and that's from the album Beyond the Valley of 1984. And uh, I believe Neil Smith of the original Alice Cooper group actually plays on that record. Most of the drums, if not all of them. That's cool. Yeah, so... Speaking of Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll plug a, another show that I was on recently, one of the great rock and roll podcasts in the history of rock and roll podcasts called Rock and or Roll. The great reluctant host, uh, BJ Kahuna, and uh, he's just like, I, I think I know a lot about rock and roll. BJ knows a ton about rock and roll. But uh, one thing that I have over him a little bit is my knowledge of Alice Cooper so he had me on recently to talk about 80s era Alice Cooper, nice. and we both ranked our top 10 favorite Alice songs from the 80s. Wow. Uh, and I feel like I should make amends on this show. I can't believe uh, Identity Crises from Monster Dog just missed the cut. Um, and uh, yeah, I love that song. Yeah. I was talking about that, and uh, almost in favor of it, I put this song on here. Okay. But the reason I did, maybe it's because I was just kind of feeling it more at the time. Because sure. we just recently did that John Carpenter trilogy. Yes. And the middle movie of that is uh, a, a great underrated uh, movie from the 80s that everybody should see. I think for the most part. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, called Prince of Darkness. So. Yeah, um, one of my favorites. Talked about it on the show. You can go listen to The Last Theater over on cnjradio.com. Please do. But, uh, yeah, one of my favorite movies. And the song that you're about to play is a actually part of the movie. It's playing in the movie, not as a soundtrack of the movie, but actually in the movie. Someone is actually listening to it in, in the actual film. So, yeah, yeah, great movie, great violence. And Alice Cooper has a great scene where he murders a guy with a bicycle. Yeah, so, while the song is playing. While the song is playing. On somebody's Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> so here you go. From the album Raise Your Fist and Yell from 1987, this is the unofficial official theme song yeah, right. <laughs> to John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness.
Prince of Darkness, you can't do a Halloween episode without Alice Cooper. I'm pretty much settled on this at this point. <laughs> We're just going to, you know, ne- next year it'll be Identity Crises or Tag Your oh, right. or, or We'll bring back his Keeping Halloween Alive song, which I played before. 
I've probably played 100 Alice Cooper songs on Rock Strikes 10, but that's a conservative number. So. I, yeah, that's fair. Just, mm. just accept it. It's, it's, it is what it is. Yes, absolutely. All right, and uh, keeping with the horror movie theme, here is, I think, is this an unofficial theme song here? The We're going to play the Dickies right now, a punk rock band called the Dickies. Uh, is this in the movie? Because I don't have any memory of this. I, I guess I haven't seen this movie. Are we talking about Killer Clowns from Outer Space? We are talking about yeah, Killer Clowns. I've, it's been ages since I've seen this movie. It came out in the 80s. It's notorious because it's terrible, but it's one of those really fun, terrible movies. Is it Ice Cream Man good, terrible? Ooh, Ice Cream Man is real bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> if anybody has seen Ice Cream Man starring Clint Howard, yeah. go, go look that one up. They, you, yeah, there's a, just to entice you, there's a decapitated head in a giant ice cream cone in that <laughs> yes. movie. Um, but I haven't seen that in 25 yeah. years. Legit. I had the VHS. I don't know if I still do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Killer Clowns. I believe the song is in the movie, if okay. I remember correctly. Because when you were, we did a little preview of it beforehand, and when you started playing, I was like, oh, I recognize, I remember this exactly. So it must be in the movie. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember popcorn guns and like can uh cotton candy cocoons and <laughs> it's ridiculous but it's really fun what's more ridiculous killer clowns from outer space or kiss meets the phantom of the park man that's tough uh, i know what you're gonna say but they're they're really different okay. styles of movies so mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say that they're both fun in their own ways right, well look out for the cnj radio film festival right <laughs> coming to a carnival town near you terrible hokey carny horror movies yes so yeah and and something you might hear if we ever start that up <laughs> is gonna be this here's the dickies with killer clowns from outer space Thank you. 
Alright, there you go. Dickie's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Hopefully it'll inspire you to watch this piece of cinema gold. <laughs> it's a fun song, and the movie's not that hard to find. You should be able to check it out pretty easy. It's not one of those rare, like, terrible slashers that didn't make it to DVD or whatever. It's 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 pretty well out there. Yeah. And uh, here's a song that uh, is not on the soundtrack to this movie, uh, but when it came time to do a video for this song, uh, the character in question actually was able to be in the video. This is not something that happens a whole lot, and I guess maybe it was one of those things where I, I okay for Nightmare on Elm Street four, mm-hmm. there was a lot of attention brought to it because I mean it was such a high riding franchise at this oh, point, yeah. and even DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, I don't know who approached who. But I know that um, they wanted to be a part of Nightmare on Elm Street, so mm-hmm. they wrote a song called Nightmare on My Street. Right. To which, I guess it got turned down or something, and then they put it out on their album, and then they got a, they got slapped with like a <laughs> some sort of lawsuit. They settled uh, out of court in a sense of, I mean, there might have been damages paid, I don't know, yeah. but uh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince have to put a sticker on every copy now if he's a DJ and <laughs> the rapper saying this is not endorsed in any way by New Line Cinema. Wow. Even on the reissue of the album, yeah. it's printed on the cover. Wow. You can't All get it off. later? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, they're still bitter about it. Whatever. <laughs> what, what, what the fuck? But uh, I said all that not to play Nightmare right. in My Street. Um, we are not endorsed by New Line Cinema <laughs> on <laughs> Rock Strikes 10. No, but uh, if only. But... Uh, there's a, there's another pop rap tie-in to Nightmare on Elm Street 4 that actually got Robert England to appear in their video uh, and chase them around the Elm Street house. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I like, remember this, yeah. But uh, if you've never seen the video, you got to see the video for this. It's It really helps the song, but I like the song anyway. And not only are we fans of this song... But I remember uh, the last like two or three times I saw the Donnas live, mm. they would play this over the PA prior oh, to them cool. coming out. So love that they love this band and the song. But uh, yeah, we're going to play the Fat Boys, <laughs> which I don't do nearly enough on Rock Strikes and I mean that. I'm a fan. I even I even own Disorderlies on DVD. Wow, course. that's that, that's pretty dedicated. You want to talk about fun yeah, movies? Disorderlies yeah. is I one like of Disorderlies, them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, here's the three stooges of rap. Here's Prince Marky D, Cool Rock, and Buffy the Human Beatbox, the Fat Boys with guest rapper Robert England. <laughs> Are you ready for Freddy? Sleeping, 
for freddie right there chris especially rapping freddie i don't know if i was ready for that i I needed a little more preparation but yeah why didn't why did we never get like an elvira and freddie like rap album or at least a single come on they both did that in the 80s yeah they both have rap songs i played uh here comes the bride of frankenstein on uh, one of these episodes and i think i played the other one also the one from mistress of the dark Mm -hmm. but if i didn't there's always next year and did you know that robert england is actually playing freddie one more time Yes. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, this is yeah. Breaking news here on the no, show. He's actually gonna. I don't know if it's happened yet. It's a TV show called The Goldbergs. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I think that aired last week. I, yeah. I forgot he was doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. Shit! I I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. So probably for the last time ever, I would assume. But yeah, okay. he did it one last time. Man, it better not be. Yeah. He could still go. I bet he could. But, yeah. And but. that you can. So here's my little plug that mm-hmm. I'm not getting paid for. So I know you can watch the Goldbergs on Hulu. Sure. Because I saw that advertised on there. Okay. Um, if you have Hulu. I've got two just random suggestions. They have a feed right now for the next few days called Huluween. Okay. Uh, and you can watch, if for free if you have it, mm-hmm. you can watch two of my favorites, The Monster Squad. Nice. And the original Hellraiser. Nice. Yeah. So, two great ones. Two very different movies, but two great ones. Yeah. yeah well, that's one. Let's say you have kids. Sure. So looking at you, most of my podcast listener guys that I go on your shows and vice versa. You've all got kids. Right. So throw on the Monster Squad. When they pass out, put them to bed, throw on the Hellraiser. <laughs> That's your Halloween right there. Nice. Done. 
All right. We got one more song, Chris. And mm-hmm. uh, f- for you great loyal listeners and friends of the show, uh, I opened up with a 10-minute epic metal song by Paul Bear, And we're going to close with a one-minute <laughs> punk rock song straight from the gutters of Austin, Texas. Uh, Zeke, who we don't play enough on the show, Blink and You Miss It. Sharing the title with uh, one of our all-time favorite movies, Chris. Go ahead, take it away. It is Evil Dead. That's what we do here on Rock Strikes 10. 10 minute metal epics uh, and also one minute punk rock songs. And oh, it's uh, all Southern is all get out. Right? How long does a punk rock song have to be to be epic? Like five minutes? <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe just having a guitar solo is okay. enough. Like I remember when the Ramones actually, I don't remember. I wasn't alive. Right. But apparently when the Ramones did a guitar solo like on their fourth album, people were like, what? <laughs> like the world was going to end. Right. But you know, hey, that that's punk rock, right? There's 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 snobbery in all genres, sure. and, uh, but uh, and even in the horror scene and yeah. and uh, on podcasts. No, are you kidding? No, okay, Chris. Actually, I I'm hoping you'll come back for another few episodes before the year's out. I've got some plans for you, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be fun though. These I've got themes that I've been trying to do for years. Sure. With you involved, and I just haven't had the time, but we're going to do this. Okay, whenever. Yeah, I love being here. You just invite me. I live like five minutes away. Yeah, this this is also true. (laughs) So we'll get you a cot in the back. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Chris. Uh, No you, no no Rock Strikes 10, no cnjradio.com, which is where you can find every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't on iTunes. And I appreciate people that actually message me and ask me about certain episodes and they actually go on the website and listen. I that's think that's cool. really yeah. neat. And also, if you'd like to individually review any episode of any cnjradio.com show on Podchaser, feel free to do it. So, individual reviews. Wow. wow. Ooh, yes, that's the thing. Okay. And, speaking of cnjradio.com, we have the aforementioned Last Theater on the left, which is uh, Chris's baby right there, and I just come on and Yuck monkey it up a little bit, and then we do it. We have a show. It's it's a lot yeah. of fun and yeah. a lot of great analysis for films that really don't get the respect that they deserve, right, Chris? Yeah, I think so because I think it deserves to be looked at with a. It's kind of a mixture of a fun review show mixed with and look at it from the analytical side. So you got both kind of sides of the spectrum there because that's what these movies that I cover are. They're they're fun, but they also have a deeper meaning as well. A lot of times. 
Yeah, like uh, that's what I look for in my movie shows. I want a little bit of uh, you know whatever Leonard Maltin and a little bit of Joe Bob Briggs. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. that's what I'm shooting for. So all right, <laughs> yay, and. Also, we've got Randy Brown. The Synaptic Empire radio tra- audio transmissions are still very much happening. Oh, he doesn't do podcasts anymore? He doesn't do podcasts anymore. He does audio transmissions, and we love Randy. <laughs> He's a true alternative, and I love the Synaptic. You should also be loving the Synaptic and reviewing individual episodes of the <laughs> Synaptic. Uh, and uh, also, of course, we cannot forget our flagship show, the show that started at all. The wrestling house show. It's in full swing. We're having a lot of fun with it. And uh, quickly, the angle is if you are a pro wrestling person and you just don't have the time to go through these hours and hours of television per week, we're going to do it for you. And we're going to come up with a greatest hits super card for you to watch for the entire month. And then we do it again the month after that and the one after that. And then between those months, we try to throw in some retro super card reviews for you. So. That's Wrestling House Show in a nutshell. Go subscribe to that and stay loyal to it as well, if that's your thing. If it's not and you got a friend that's uh, that likes pro wrestling, tell them about it. Please, help yeah. us out. And last but not least, someone I forgot to think on the last episode because Logan was here and shit goes down <laughs> with all the wackiness when Logan's here. So I'm really, 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 really sorry to Pete LaRussa and Spacebeard for the awesome outro that you do on every episode. We play it on every episode, even if mm-hmm. we forget to say the name sometimes. But uh, thank you once again, Pete and Spacebeard. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information. And uh, listen for Pete, maybe in the future here on CNJ Radio. Uh, yeah, so a little tease there. We need to stop teasing and get down to it. But uh, Chris, we'll see you on... Uh, I'll just tell you what, let's, I'm going to not even do like a hardcore tease. I'm going to do a real actual tease so it's going to happen Uh-oh. chris is going to be back we're going to do the music of the young ones nice. one of our favorite shows of all time we're going to do the music of the young ones which is going to be a great show i actually have to cut songs off of it to yeah. get it down to 10 yeah because they had great music love that show one of the one of the earliest shows that i can remember ever watching and one of the earliest shows that i remember being a little bit low-key obsessed with so. yeah and I'll tell you what, I'm not going to tell you about the other episode. It's a, it's an episode that nobody's ever done on any other rock podcast. Wow. And it's it's that weird and fringy that it's <laughs> it's going to, I'm going to, I may even piss some people off by doing it. Like, damn it, I should have thought of that. But I've done that with your shows, too. Just like your Halloween parties with the music that gets people to run screaming, yes. it's Rock Strikes 10. <laughs> there you go. That's the best idea I could possibly <laughs> think of. Thanks for that, Chris. That saves me some time later. All right. Everybody else? We'll see you on the next one. Have fun. Bye.